0: If we've learned anything over the past few years, it's the importance of maintaining a healthy mind and body. Today's guest, Dr. Jamie Pula, guides people to better physical and mental health. Dr. Pula believes that we need to educate people for awareness in a way That is so obvious they're motivated and commit. Through her company, Art of Health Sciences, Dr. Pula provides evidence-based lifestyle strategies to prevent and reverse disease. She is a registered dietitian-nutritionist who holds a Master's of Science in Cardiac Rehabilitation and Exercise Science and a PhD in Health Sciences. Dr. Pula is the author of the book, Rise Above, a playbook on how to keep energy flowing. Welcome, Dr. Pula. Thank you so much for joining us. Great day, Joan. So, Doctor, one of the things that I mentioned in the introduction that we've really become mindful of is learning how to maintain a healthy mind and body. What do you believe are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about health?
1: Oh, great question, Joan. As a clinical leader, I've observed, I'd say, five top health and wellness falsehoods from the people I've served throughout my career. The first one being losing weight is all about willpower. Food is a chemical or substance, and it can be misused, like any other chemical or substances, as a self-soothing or medicating practice. There's a wrong idea that losing weight is all about willpower. Like any addiction, overeating to the point that someone outwardly wears their addiction in the form of excess fat has less to do with willpower and everything to do with chemical dependency. The second misnomer is the all-or-nothing approach works best. We now know that small, gradual baby steps towards any goal can make big strides in the long term. Think park the car farther, use the stairs instead of the elevator, fill half of your plate with fruits and vegetables. We don't have to do it all, we just have to do something, then build on that something. The third falsehood uh, we've come across is one size fits all, and now we know one size does not fit all. The more you become in tune with your own body, mind, and spirit, you'll be able to figure out what works best for you. The fourth one is the illusion of what happiness really means. Many people still falsely believe in only if. It sounds like this. If only if, fill in the blank, I'll be happier. If only if I lost 20 pounds, I'd be happier. If only if I had a better paying job, I'd be happier. If only if I didn't have to deal with all the drama, I'd be happier. So what's a very human response to only if? Breaking news. Even if there's a heightened self-awareness about this malpractice, coupled with knowledge, and the key enough motivation to start to take action, many of us still would not be happy after losing the 20 pounds, getting the better paying job, or never speaking to another easily excitable person. What's the reason for this? We can choose happiness right now. It comes down to asking yourself, am I focusing on the things that bring me joy? Last but not least, a mental health condition is a sign of weakness. Wrong. Some of the strongest people I've ever known, both personally and professionally, have struggled with an acute or chronic mental health condition at some point in their life. Mental health conditions are similar to other chronic health conditions, such as diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, and cancer, just to name a few.
0: My work is around the notion that we are a sum of the mind, body, soul, and spirit, and that each of these areas connect and that we have to pay attention to them. And I think when we when we talk about our health, we often don't incorporate our mental health. And so uh, I do love that you think that that's a major misconception.
1: Yeah, I I think, you know, if I could just shout
0: that on the top of the mountain, (laughs) Uh that would be my mantra. In your book, you write about a seven-step recipe for spice. What are the seven steps? And can we go through each of these briefly?
1: Sure. Yeah. In the Rise Playbook, I I lead you through how to craft these unique dishes um, and what's a delicious dish without the spice. So the acronym actually stands for spirituality, peace, inner calm, and energy. So let's start with step one. I suggest that we all set our internal ovens to 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Now you have to remember I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, <laughs> exercise physiologist by trade, so it all comes down to the food. And we do this, you know, so you realize that you are in control of setting the tone and temperature, how warm, how hot, or cold. And this visual imagery prepares us uh, for the great works and rewards that we are about to undergo. The second step is applying any crushing event, And I suggest that you name this event. For me, my worst crushing event during the pandemic was having both my parents deathly ill from COVID. And the playbook I authored is a tribute to my father who didn't make it out of the ICU and ultimately died from COVID pneumonia. And to my mother who almost died from the same and how to depend on oxygen for the following six months as a new leto. I call my dish Rise Above. It's a pizza crust version paired with some fine red wine with an H. The third step is setting your healthy ingredients to the side before you mix them in. And for me, this is like all of uh, my tricks of the trade, so to speak, or my tools in my toolbox. Worth mentioning, one of the healthiest ingredients I set to the side was my journaling entries, and that is actually how I, I actually molded the, the playbook. The fourth step is to generously add intrinsic drivers and personal choices by leaning on spirituality to create a dish worth enjoying. I wouldn't have been as triumphant in keeping my energy flowing through my father's transition and my mom's sorrow if it weren't for my thankfulness, my faith, forgiveness, joy, and fellowship. The fifth step is, is sometimes the hardest for people, and that's to commit to the spice. I started to try new flavors and their different concoctions. I was in so much pain at one point. I started trying new things just so I could get away from the memories of my old traditions and old ways. So staying open and receptive to exploring adventure saved my soul. I just wanted to share that with everyone who who endures the playbook. Mm -hmm. Step six, you want to decorate with loved ones. I started making new bonds and supporting trusted systems to conquer my fears and receive peace and inner calm to keep my wholesome energy flowing. Then last but not least, step seven, you want to share your dishes through gratuitous connectivity. Like any favorite family recipe handed down from generation to generation, they're not meant to be our own. We need to pay forward and offer our wisdom to others. And that's the reason I wrote the playbook. Not for my family or myself. I wrote the playbook for anyone who's ever felt in over their head, you know, just maybe even drowning. I wanted to provide that life support show people how they might mend themselves for sound body, mind, and
0: spirit. I can't even imagine what that must have been like for you, having both parents that were battling COVID. And and I'm so sorry for your loss, your father. And for someone who is going through a similar situation, whether it be with COVID or anything in their life, really, any type of trauma, what would be your best advice that you could offer? One nugget to help someone rise above whatever it is they're experiencing.
1: Yeah. I, again, I I would just ask you to decide what you want to do and commit to it. Ask yourself, what's my first step going to be? You know, you start with the small stuff and then you move to the bigger stuff, but resist the trap to jump. Just take that one step at a time up that stairs of success. Like my dear husband, Bobby, reminds me, buildings are built brick by brick. So what's the big stuff? Get to know yourself, spiritual self, even better. Honor yourself with the core and soul. If you don't already learn how to love yourself, not just as a feeling, but love yourself as an action. You know, sometimes we don't feel the love, but we need to take the action. And then just practice. Keep practicing every day and watch how your, your energy flows outwardly and freely. You see, success is measured by the joy you feel. And actually enjoy when all the dreams you've been dreaming about finally do come true. Joan, may I leave you with one of my favorite quotes from Walt Disney? Absolutely. All of your dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them. My hope is that everybody has the courage to pursue what they're dreaming about, right?
0: Well, and that's been my experience in life. I I mean, I started doing this work after tremendous trauma. And when we're experiencing the type of challenges that I did and, and the challenges that you did, One of our initial reactions is to isolate, is to lock ourselves away and and remove ourselves from society. But is that a wise move for us to do, or can it actually be harmful?
1: There's a time and place for everything. Solace, you know, and being silent sometimes is um, a need, and there are individual variations. But, you know, we're all connected together, and we're, we're human beings and social creatures, and so we do need each other. Um, and so I would hope that even when you're feeling like you're alone, you realize you're not alone and and you you find a trusted, supported friend or somebody in your community or a, a healthcare professional that can help you get through that.
0: And and I also found that living in a state of gratitude, counting my blessings, that was really a, a game changer for me. Did that help you on your journey as well?
1: Yeah. It it absolutely did. Um, I'll begin by saying there's always something more to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. Um, It reminded me of when I was growing up, my father and I, we'd see a young man with special needs walking around, and my father would drive by in most days of the week. We would be running errands, you know, like to and from work, school, swimming, sports, whatever's going on, and my father would always take notice and make a mention of, how happy the young man looked. He just exuded joy. He'd always be smiling. Every time we passed him, he'd be waving. You know, he, he'd he always be grateful. He'd be grateful for the sunny weather. He'd be grateful for the rainy and cold weather. He was just grateful for the feet that carried him. And he was thankful to just meet a friend along the way. So, you know, I'd say practicing gratitude, more for the quality, you know, of, of the way it makes you feel. I would highly recommend and encourage my friends. And so, you know, as the saying goes, let your cups run over, right?
0: So, Dr. Pula, what advice can you offer to help us get started on the path to better health? Ah,
1: well, make time for your health is my mantra. We only have 24 hours in one day, and regardless of how much formal training and lived experience anyone has, we all must make a conscious decision to get and remain aware of how much health investments we are making for ourselves by how we choose to spend those 24 hours. Most people either don't have a game plan on how to practice time management related to their health and wellness needs, or they choose to spend their time being hyper-focused on one or two health areas or on other things while neglecting the need for recalibration. And that can vary on what's inevitably going on in our lives. You know, maybe there's a deadline at work, holidays, and other special occasions happen. Remember, we cannot control anything, but we do have choices. My hope is we all choose to find the right
0: fit for ourselves at any given moment. The book is Rise Above, a playbook on how to keep energy flowing. If you'd like to learn more about Dr. Pula and her work, you can visit artofhealthsciences.com. Dr. Pula, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided is the opinion of our guest